Good Sunday to you. Rashini here along with Dr. David Hilden. And we have a special show for you today. Our topic is family stress. Phone and text lines are open the entire show, 651-989-9226. And as always, we will do our best to get you if you text us. We will for sure get you if you call us. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. Hey, Rashini. How are you doing today? You know, I am doing pretty well. It was hard not to do well this weekend with the glorious Saturday we had. Wasn't it something out there? It was like I went for a run, and I know you're a runner, so you'll appreciate this. But it, it, So I did a run that last year would have been something I could have done. You know, I ran to Lake Harriet around and back, which is my standard run for me. And it about killed me yesterday because the heat was so – I wasn't used to it, I think. And uh, so I, I was I was dogging it during my run yesterday, but um, it was just lovely to sit outside, work in the yard, be outside again. It reminded us that, well, spring is here, but summer was here for a day at least there. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> we basked it in. I know, it was just terrific. We're going to do a show today about family stress, and I'm going to tell you all, listeners, about what we're going to talk about. It's really a, an important, important topic I'm going to be joined after the break by Dr. Katie Thorsness. She is a psychiatrist um, and has been working at our Mother Baby Program, which is a program that was started by a colleague in front of ours, Dr. Helen Kim, some years ago to help families, moms and dads and other family members around the time of childbirth. So so um, people who were struggling and needing some support, maybe needing some mental health, that was the Mother Baby Program. That program, <clears throat> excuse me, that program has expanded into what is now a premier program in the country called the Redleaf Center for Family Healing. The Redleaf Center is a facility, but it's not that's not mainly what it is. It is a brand new facility that will be opening later this summer on the campus of HCMC in downtown Minneapolis, like Kitty Corner from US Bank Stadium. And this, this facility is, it has um, rooms for psychiatric help. It has rooms and, and places for group therapy. It has, uh, it's going to have, not yet, but it's going to have a place for a teaching kitchen, a place, you know, a kitchen that'll be used for nutritional support. That's coming in the future. Um, and it, it's, just a, it, it's just a beautiful space. It's not, it's not quite done, but it's getting there. And later this summer or early fall, they're going to be opening up for, um, for service. And Dr. Thorsness works there. So we're going to be talking about support systems during COVID and not, um, and, and in the before times, as I like to say, to support new moms, new dads, new families um, uh, around the time of um, having a new baby. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about other family stressors. Heck, we've got a family psychiatrist. We're going to, we're going to pick her brain about how to help cope with family stressors, even during this time. Um, I have, I'm going to talk about a couple other things right now before we get to that. There's, there's a lot going on at the hospital. You know it's getting back to sort of normalcy when I'm starting to talk about Melanoma Monday again. Longtime listeners of the show might recall that several times in the past we've held an event called Melanoma Monday where you can sign up to get a free, no-charge skin check. Um, to look for skin problems. Maybe you have a little spot on your skin you've just not been sure about. Maybe it's changing a little bit. Maybe it's getting a little bit bigger and you just don't know what it is. Well, Melanoma Monday is for you. What they're looking for is melanoma, which is the most deadly form of skin cancer. 
and really needs to be found early. So if you have a little spot, or maybe you don't, maybe you just want a full body scan, you can do that as well. It's often hard to find these things yourself. And so to have a professional exam, uh, it's like, like on your back. Who can look at your lower back? You can't do that. So we're doing this on Monday, May 10th. It's been a while since we've done a Melanoma Monday, but they're very popular events. It is from noon to 3.30 on Monday, May 10th, and it is free. It is not a full medical visit. It's simply a skin check, and if, they're, if they find something, they can tell you what to do next. So if you are interested in signing up for a free spot, you do need to make a reservation, and they do fill up. Uh, so go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash Melanoma Monday. You can put all that together as one word, Melanoma Monday. Um, that's hennepinhealthcare.org slash Melanoma Monday. And that date is Monday, May 10th. It is downtown at the Clinic and Specialty Center. Parking is right available underground. You never It could be rotten weather outside. You never have to see that. It just goes straight from underground right into the Clinic and Specialty Center. Okay, that's that's um, order of business number one. Order of business number two is we are now scheduling vaccines for anybody who wants one. Um, you do need uh, uh, you can maybe even get them same day. Uh, so where uh, the vaccine scene is shifting to people not able to find one, and now we're just trying to make sure everybody has the easiest opportunity to get one. So again, we have even same day avail- availability. It's and uh, it's at our downtown clinic and specialty center. So this this website is to sign up for to put your name in there is a little bit different, but it starts out the same Hennepin Healthcare, and then it's dot vaccine dot mychart.com. I will I'll try to give that a bit little bit later in the show as well. Hennepin Healthcare dot vaccine dot mychart.com, and we'll get you. Uh, Get you in there for your vaccine. All right. Before we, uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're absolutely lots of announcements today. We're going to talk to Dr. Katie Thorsness after the break, which we're going to take shortly. And so, get your uh, thoughts together about family stressors, and talk to a psychiatrist about that right after the break. Yeah, and Dr. Hilden, we already have some texts coming in about the topic. Actually, uh, combining a couple of these topics of family stress and sleep. So we'll hear that text from Pastor Jake also when we come back with our guest. And uh, I'm thinking that Redleaf uh, Center for Family Healing, maybe we'll have to do one of our shows from there this oh, summer. That's Wouldn't a that great idea, Rashini. You should see this facility. It's absolutely stunning. It is a stunning facility and a great program. All right. More on that as the weeks continue. You are listening to Healthy Matters, powered by Hennepin Healthcare, this Sunday morning, the first Sunday of May. Dr. Hilden and I will be back with our special guest, Dr. Katie Thorsness, and I want to remind you of our number, 651-989-9226. Call us, text us. Frontier We are back on Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden and Rashini Rajkumar with you. We have a special guest who Dr. Hilden will introduce. Thanks, Rashini. We are being joined by Dr. Katie Thorsness, a psychiatrist at uh, Hennepin Healthcare, and uh, she works out of the Red Leaf Center for Family Heating. Dr. Thorsness, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. Hi, Dr. Hilden. Hi, Rashini. Thank you so much for having me this morning. 
Great to have you on the show today. Uh, I've been talking a little bit in the opening segment about what uh, what Mother Baby is and what the Red Leaf Center is specifically, but you're the one who knows a little bit more than I. Can you tell me what was the need that uh, that was seen that gave birth to the oh that's that was not intended to be that 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 gave birth to the Mother Baby program. Yeah, so it was initiated by the generosity of Lynn and Andrew Redleaf. And what we saw is our mission is to save and improve lives through multi-generational mental health, trauma healing, and parenting support through an integrative mind-body-spirit approach. But what we, the need that we see and continue to see is really providing support for the parent um, because parent well-being is really essential for family well-being. So people have heard about, you know, postpartum depression. People have heard about, you know, the baby blues. Is that, a, is that a, what, what, what one of the things that is trying to be addressed? And, and say more about that if you could. Yeah. So um, we absolutely address the um, psychological and emotional uh, needs of families. And most commonly, we see a perinatal depression or anxiety, which is often comorbid with that. Um, in families. And so postpartum depression and anxiety are the most common complication of childbirth. About one in seven mothers and one in 10 fathers experience perinatal kind of depression or anxiety. Um, And you had mentioned the term baby blues. Um, That is a term that um, you'll see that um, describes kind of mood swings, kind of worry, exhaustion that can happen in the first couple weeks um, postpartum in, in mothers, but really fathers too. Um, but uh, kind of more than that is the depression and anxiety. Um, and so supporting that mental health really um, in parents, we hope to in, um, increase the parent capacity for them to really engage with their kids and be the parents their babies need. Katie, how does a new parent, you know, um, many of us have been there uh, and know that it's an exhausting time and they don't, and babies don't come with instruction manuals and, and there it's exhausting. How does a new parent know if what she or, or he, in the case of a father, is experiencing is exhausting from having a new baby? And how, and how do you know when it's something that's a little bit more serious and you ought to seek help for? Yeah, such a good question. And I have a few kiddos at home and I remember too that period of exhaustion and you are just, you know, really trying to figure out a schedule and connect with family and it's it's hard to know. So what I always tell families is trust your gut. If you feel like something is off or you have questions, that's what your your care team is for and your doctor. Give me a call and I'll help you figure that out. Um, or listen to family, you know, if someone is noticing something that, that just doesn't seem like yourself, um, that definitely would be a time to, to seek help. But a, a, a big thing that I talk with families about, too, is that if you're noticing kind of less space to delight in your kids or parent the way in which you want to, um, that, would be, that would be a sign that maybe um, support would be helpful. So at the Redleaf Center... You do provide psychiatric care. You are, after all, a psychiatrist. But tell us a little bit what other types of programs are available. Yeah, so that psychiatric care is is definitely included. But really at the Red Lake Center and Mother Baby, um, like you had mentioned before, um, Dr. Helen Kim and Jesse Kundig had founded the Mother Baby Day Hospital in 2013. And so that's kind of where this journey started. Um, And 
it, we really believe that healing happens in groups. Um, and so at the Red Leaf Center and Mother Baby, we have a, a spectrum of different levels of cares for family uh, that will help connect and, and guide families to decide what care might be best for them. But the group therapy is really kind of that core component of healing. So we have the Mother's Baby Day Hospital, which is um, an intensive group therapy four days a week, um, where they also meet with Dr. Kim or myself for psychiatric care, kind of a step-down program from that, which is our perinatal outpatient program or our POP program, like we call it, um, is a three days a week group therapy. And then also we have a Friday weekly group as well. Um, we do trauma-informed yoga. Um, we have an outpatient clinic for preconception, perinatal, and parenting support too. Um, and so really a spectrum of services that we are now kind of offering, not only um, that we shifted to offer also um, telemedicine and, and video visits too during this pandemic. It must be hard to offer services which are so reliant on interaction with people and families during the pandemic. How have you had to shift in your cares uh, during COVID? Yeah, it's been really difficult. And I, I you know, can only can speak to my outpatient clinic, but really the therapists have done such a wonderful job in navigating a group on, you know, a Zoom platform or telemedicine and trying to also, you know, still engage um, the babies or the children on screen, you know, that mothers will have with them. And we've gotten really positive feedback from mothers and families, actually. Um, and really, I think the best part about telemedicine that we've seen is it's really increased access to families who um, may need it in other parts of Minnesota that we weren't serving, like rural Minnesota or, you know, um, maybe mothers or didn't have a safe person to watch their older kids to come to these groups. But now, since they're from home, um, maybe can participate at the same token, also keeping in mind the access to technology. For some families, it is harder to get onto a screen or to have that reliable technology access as well. It certainly is. I want to alert listeners that the Red Leaf Center for Family Healing, although the physical facility is approaching completion and they are going to be seeing patients and families there later this summer or this fall, um, we still need your help. If you want to be part of something important, something to support families, new parents, and support new babies and their families, I encourage you to support the Red Leaf Center, and it's really easy to do. Go to uh, hennepinhealthcare.org slash campaign. There is a two-minute video you can watch. There is a great analogy about a tree and its roots. I want you to go watch the video to watch, to see what a tree, what I'm talking about, about the tree and its roots. It's at hennepinhealthcare.org slash campaign. We're going to take a break, I think, Rashini. We definitely are. I know the, the Red Leaf Center sounds like it's going to be just an amazing resource for families all over the region, not just Minnesota. So I'm really glad we're talking about it today. You can talk directly with Dr. Katie Thorsness and Dr. Hilden this morning. Give us a call, 651-989-9226. Call us or text us. We'll be right back. We are back, Rashini Rajkumar and Dr. David Hilden on Healthy Matters for this Sunday, May 2nd. Our special guest, Dr. Katie Thorsness, she specializes in perinatal psychiatry and she will lead the outpatient psychiatry, psychiatry clinic in the Red Leaf Center for Family Healing, which is going to be just a terrific place. Dr. Hilden and Dr. Thorsness uh, for the people of our community. You can call and text them today, 651-989-9226. 
Good morning, everybody. We are indeed talking about family stressors. I'm going to pivot a little bit, if I could, Dr. Thorsness, and talk about this pandemic and what what kind of issues are families seeing in terms of, I'm mostly thinking about parents of younger children and maybe early school-aged children. What What is all this isolation? What are some of the effects that, that we might be seeing on families? Yeah, it's been a, you know, a year and a half, like, like no other, I think, um, for families in this time, especially with young kids. And we're definitely seeing an increase in mental health needs for both parents and children. Um, I think really related to that isolation, the decreased connection um, that, that kids and parents are experiencing as well. And what I hear from parents during this pandemic is, um, you know, thinking about every decision that I'm making, I'm trying to balance my, my child's mental health versus their physical health and, and the same for the parents and thinking about their risk budget. Um, also, food insecurity has come up during this pandemic. Distance learning, that's something we talk about and, and you know, which re- what resources do families have to support uh, kids at home versus school? Um, and it's been, it's just been really heavy for a lot of families. I was, um, you know, on this beautiful weather yesterday uh, um, in my neighborhood. It, it sort of turned over. We have a lot of young families now, and I'm seeing children just running. They're just running as fast as they can, and they're playing, and they're on their bikes, and they're digging in the mud and stuff. And it's just, it just seems so utterly normal. And I just love it <laughs> to see kids out running and playing because that isolation cannot be great for children. Um, it just strikes me as that 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 uh, I just love to see the kids out running and playing. I think, um, uh, Dr. Thorsness, I think we have a couple of questions from listeners. Rashini? Yes, we sure do. And people can call and text us at 651-989-9226. One listener is wondering if the Red Leaf Center will have services for new parents dealing with loss, such as miscarriage. Yeah, that's a great question. So in my um, in my outpatient clinic, I see families who have experienced loss, um, and so we're already doing that. And it's such a such a difficult topic and difficult uh, to find resources, you know, for those families to support them in that grief and understand um, what that loss might feel like. So, well, in our groups, you know, that those are not as tailored to families with loss. Um, certainly in our outpatient clinic. And then also what we do at Mother Baby is we help connect to resources. Um, And so we have our HOPE line, which anyone can call at 612-873-HOPE or 4673. And if we're not the right fit, because we know at Red Leaf we can't be everything to everybody, uh, therapists will call back in, in 48 hours and help connect to the right resources and the community partnerships that we hope to foster at Red Leaf too. What right. about one follow up to that that someone else had asked me? What about the multi generational um, uh, uh, services or or using of grandparents and the role of multi generations in helping new families? Yeah, such an important important piece in not only healing but just uh, again, like you said, supporting new parents and families. And I think the pandemic has made that really difficult. From what I hear from a lot of our families. Um, with the grandparents and, you know, before if they were, could get a vaccine or what does it mean, this risk budget that all families have, right? So how are we spending our risk budget and, and could grandparents come in or not? 
And, and that relationship that these kids can have with grandparents is so meaningful, not only the support and help that parents get, but that connection to other nurturing, safe adults that children have. And so I'm, I'm hoping that as, you know, more people are getting vaccinated, um, that maybe that increases that opportunity for connection with grandparents. And if not in person, you know, just picking up the phone and giving a call both ways, kind of checking in. How are you doing? I'm here. I'm here to listen. I'm here with you can be really meaningful. All right, we have some more texts coming in, doctors. People can call and text them today at 651-989-9226. CJ is wondering, because uh, CJ's elderly mother has dementia, are there services uh, like this at Red Leaf Center? That's a a great question, CJ. And um, it's, it's so difficult to navigate in a family, you know, that with dementia, I can only imagine um, what you might be trying to navigate and experience. We don't offer that support at Red Leaf. Red Leaf is focusing on increasing the parent capacity for those parenting young kids kind of ages zero to five. Um, And at the same time, we'll often have families who are parenting those young kids, but might be have, you know, um, parents or grandparents with dementia. And because we want to focus on the whole family system for healing, you know, we'll be able to kind of assist families who are already with us um, in navigating that or, you know, or kind of being with or hopefully connecting to resources, you know, at Hennepin or wherever that may be. All right, Pastor Jake, who's a regular listener, says life has been stressful for him and his wife on top of church and stuff and my wife teaching. They've sold their house. They're in the process of packing. We'll be moving to a new house. Super stressed and been having a terrible terrible time sleeping, the wife having the same difficulty. What do you suggest we do to not be so stressed out? Oh, my gosh. It's such a... That's so stressful. And and teaching, I just want to kind of give a shout out to all the teachers this year. I can only imagine how stressful that was. Um, And as a pastor to that role in that mind-body-spirit connection, just we appreciate the work that you guys are doing, too. Um, I think sleep is is the place we start a lot with families. If you can regulate sleep and protect that in any way, that can reduce stress um, and can can be the, the way to target that. Um, and it's not easy. Um, certainly, if you're having a lot of difficulty sleeping, definitely talk with your doctor or your care team. But thinking about what could be regulating—is it a, um, you know, more of a routine? What is what feels healing? But focusing on that sleep absolutely um, can be can be helpful. And then also, we know that there's different levels of stress, and so there's always you know regular kind of positive stress during the day. There's tolerable stress that um, can be buffered by supportive relationships. And then there's toxic stress that's really prolonged and and, um, in the absence of supportive relationships. So it sounds like they're supportive to each other. So even in this midst of stress, if we can seek out those supportive relationships, it can be helpful in reducing that. Katie, what about, um, you, you talked about toxic stress. What about um, families um, that are experiencing, um, uh, how do I want to say this, are experiencing a, a real lack of support or even more are experiencing emotional or verbal or physical abuse and, and, and domestic situations like that hit all people from all walks of life. How do you manage that? Yeah, what, what we try to do is just, 
you know, really it's important to foster that safety, right? So a lot of these things we're talking about are kind of down at Maslow's bottom of the hierarchy of needs, right? And I think as human beings in this pandemic, um, we are very rightfully so at the bottom of this, this hierarchy, which includes sleep, you know, hydration, nutrition, and safety. And so if we can create that space of safety for families at Red Leaf, which is very important to us, we hope that then they are able to share things that may be unsafe in their home and really supporting them and thinking about what is best for their ch- their children, right? Putting their children in the front of mind, what do they need? Um, and a lot of times that might be domestic, you know, interpersonal violence, um, but really creating that safe space so we can have the discussion is often the first part. I do want to remind people that if you want to be some a part of something important, if you want to be part of something really good for families, new parents, I do encourage you to support the Red Leaf Center for Family Healing. The, the, the Red Leaf Center was started um, due to a generous gift from, from Andy Lynn Redleaf. And the Red Leaf Family Center has is, is now blossomed into a full program of services and a facility in our downtown campus that is really something you want to be a part of. I've been in the Red Leaf Center, and although it's, um, we're not yet open for patients, the place is unbelievable. It is so family-centric. It has artwork on the wall like you wouldn't believe, and it has places that just feel comforting. And so I just um, want to really encourage you to consider uh, helping us out, and, and you can do that easily by going to hennepinhealthcare.org slash campaign. HennepinHealthcare.org slash Redleaf Campaign. We're talking with Dr. Katie Thorsness, who is a perinatal psychiatrist out of the Redleaf Center. And uh, we've been talking about family stressors and about new parenting. Um, I like it that you brought up teaching teachers, Katie. And we just have about 30 seconds left, but could you say one one more thing about what it's like for school-aged children and and ways that they can stay, uh, 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 stay healthy during this time? Yeah, I think keeping that conversation open between parent or caregiver and children and reminding the children that it's not their fault. And us as caregivers and parents, our role is for the, to help them understand and manage. And that just, again, it's not your fault. And blaming it on COVID is okay, you know, that this is COVID's fault. And of course, you're frustrated. Of course, this is hard. So really validating their experience during this time. And the resiliency of kids is just, um, if you're supporting that, it's pretty remarkable what, what we've asked our kids to do and what they've done during this time. All right. Well, we are right up against the break. Uh, Dr. Thorsness, thanks so much for being with us today. It was wonderful to get your take and to hear more about the Red Leaf Center. We have one more segment. We'll take calls and texts when we come back. 651-989-9226. We are back on Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare and Rashini Rajkumar with you on this Sunday morning, our final segment of the day. But of course, you can always listen every Sunday at 7 a.m. right here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We have some calls and texts coming in. Let's start with a text because I know there were live COVID texts that came in. One person is asking, is there a connection between COVID severity and blood type? We're not sure if that is true about the blood type and the COVID severity. There was some initial thought that some people, I think it was type O, had lesser symptoms, and, and but frankly, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't put any stock in that yet. Science is always moving and changing, and uh, that one is one we don't really know about yet. So for now, just stay tuned on that. All right, Gary is on the line from St. Louis Park. Good morning, Gary. Hi, good morning, Rashini. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. Uh, Dr. Hilden, I have a question about these inversion uh, tables for easing back pain. Are those just gimmicks, or is there really anything to those things? Hey, Gary. Um, thanks for your call. I think for they might not hurt some people, and they may help. And so that's a wishy-washy answer, but I, I'm not an expert in this. But what I know about them is that these tables like hang you upside down. You strap yourself in, and you hang upside down. And for people with some mild back pain, um, it might do you some, it might help. There is not a lot of scientific data on this, so it's just it might help. There is a caveat, though, and many people should not do them. If you have acid reflux, don't be hanging upside down. It's going to make it worse. If you're pregnant, <laughs> heck no. If you um, if you have high blood pressure, it's not good. If you have heart disease, it's not good. So I wouldn't hang upside down unless you're a bat. Uh, um, uh, if you have other medical conditions, heart, lung, stroke risks, pregnancy, acid reflux, all of that stuff. But if we, in the absence of those, if you want to give it a try, it, it might be part of a larger program to ease your back pain. Yeah, and by all means, get medical help. I mean, I agree. don't self-diagnose yeah. on this one, right? Okay, this listener says, how long after having COVID should you wait to get the shot, and can you get more side effects because you have had COVID? Yes, um, you can. The second half of that, if you've already had COVID, you can, and you get the shot, and you should get the shot, um, you, you might have worse of those uh, immune systems. You're not gonna get COVID from it. It isn't gonna reactivate your COVID, but you might get a worse fever. Your arm might be more sore than your neighbor. You might have aches and pains because your body was primed. The disease itself primed your body and it is, and so then you give a shot and it goes crazy with, uh, with responding to that. But if you have had COVID, you can get the shot darn near any time. We do suggest you wait till your symptoms are over. So wait a couple of weeks um, until you're feeling a little bit better and then go ahead and get the shot. But definitely get the shot. All right, another texter says, how many mutations can this virus have? Oh, I think as many as, I think it's unlimited. The, um, all viruses mutate all the time. So what happens with, this is how um, evolution happened. This is how um, uh, organisms change. There's simply in the virus, one of the little uh, genetic codes for the coronavirus somewhere, somewhere in the world, probably in the UK on, on one of them, it just had an error. The virus had a mistake in it, but it turns out that little mistake in its genetic material was it strengthened that virus. So that one survived. That mistake in the virus survived, and it replicated over and over and over and over, and then you have a, a variant. And that happens all the time. Viruses don't live very long. They just live days. And so one little, there's zillions of little genetic mistakes in the virus. Most of them don't do anything. Most of them don't cause the virus to live longer. They just don't do anything. We all have little mistakes in our DNA somewhere. But, but every now and then, one of those little genetic mistakes Confer, you know, makes that virus stronger. And so we have the B117. We have the P1, which is a scary one from the Southern Hemisphere. We have the 
the the 1351, which was first found in South Africa, and who knows what's going on in uh, our brothers and sisters in India. And so there could be endless variants uh, of this thing. That is normal in, in, in biology. And so we just have to keep getting, the number one way we can prevent that is in vaccination. So the vaccines, I do want to clarify, some people are saying, well, it doesn't work against the variants. Oh no, the vaccines are highly effective against the variants. If we get enough people vaccinated, the variants will lose. If we don't vaccinate enough people, the variants will win. It's as simple as that. And so we need to get everybody vaccinated to, to, uh, to keep these variants in check. And before we end the show, and I know we have just less than a minute, I do want to give a shout out to all of our human neighbors in the uh, Indian subcontinent. Um, things in India right now are awful. And I have um, many, many, many colleagues who were born in, in India and surrounding areas, and they have families and they have colleagues that are just suffering in India. I have one physician colleague who said three of my medical school classmates have COVID. And so I just want to say we are thinking of you, all of our friends in India today. And so with that, I think we're going to be coming up yeah, near we, the end of our show. Yeah, we've, let's squeeze in a couple quick texts, though. Um, this person says, does Hennepin Healthcare require medical personnel to get the COVID vaccine? Not yet. Um, we do require you get a flu vaccine or you sign a thing saying why you aren't. Um, and I bet we will get there with COVID. But because it is still an EUA vaccine, that stands for emergency use, auth emergency use authorization, it's difficult to mandate something that is not yet fully 100 um, percent approved by the FDA. So not yet. Um, I would imagine we probably will. I think you're going to see all kinds of areas of our lives that are going to require a vaccine. So I think uh, get used to that, I think. And then a stress-related question. One listener really concerned for doctors and nurses, wondering how you manage your stress. Yeah, the burnout and stress level in our, in our healthcare staff is in the stratosphere, I would say, right now. It's as high as I've ever seen in my 20 years. So any support you can offer to a nurse but particularly a nurse, but also a respiratory therapist, a physical therapist. People, the people who are cleaning the rooms in the hospital are under a lot of stress, and they're wonderful team members, our environmental service people, and yes, indeed, our doctors as well. It's an incredible time of stress for healthcare, um, and and so um, I appreciate that text. Uh, reach out and say uh, say hi to a healthcare worker. I think they could probably use it right now. Yeah, that is a really nice text. And you know, healthcare workers are people too. So what might make you happy? Hard to believe would make them <laughs> happy, right? A card, maybe some cookies or cupcakes. Uh, and you can also get in touch with Dr. Hilden and with me during the week. If you have any questions, tweet us, follow us on Twitter, and message us there at dr. David Hilden. Is Dr. Hilden on Twitter? at Rashini with an O, R, at Rashini R on Twitter for me. Make it a great week. We'll be back with more Healthy Matters next Sunday.